BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. No, I have no idea what Pence told the grand jury either. I hope he incriminated everybody, including Mother. He did testify for five hours. He had to have said something. Meanwhile... I come not to praise Tucker Carlson, but to bury him. To start, let me point out that Rupert Murdoch is currently paying this guy at least $40 million to not be on his television network. And unless Murdoch and Fox agree to some kind of buyout, Carlson cannot do any form of political commentary from which he derives income. And depending on the exact wording of the language of his contract, he also cannot make any appearances in any medium considered competition to Fox without Fox's consent, which obviously they will not give. This explains A, the Twitter video Wednesday night, and B, the lack of a Twitter video Thursday night. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise yeah, for a few yeah, yeah. days is how many I'm genuinely Glick, nice people are I'm unemployed. Kind and decent On Wednesday, lots of vague, veiled references to telling the truth and repeated sour grapes about television and his own show and a couple of dog whistles to the QAnon and 4chan, 8chan crowd like demographic change and nothing else. Every platitude imaginable crammed into two minutes and 15 seconds, except employees must wash hands. The barking seals who have long constitute Tucker Carlson's audience ate it up. Life is either extremely simple for them or impossibly complicated. The simple part? 
If his Twitter video got 20 million views, but his TV show only got 4 million viewers, the Twitter video was five times more popular, and it proves freedom this and independent that, and never mind that the video was two minutes long. So an actual apple-to-apples comparison would be 30 Twitter views equals one TV show. So Carlson's Twitter audience is actually about one-sixth as large as his TV audience was. Still, that Twitter video was something of a shot across Murdoch's bow, and I suspect Murdoch shot back. I think some legal type at Fox had already been in touch with Carlson's representatives and mentioned those three magic words, 40 and million and don't. And it will be interesting to see if there are any more Twitter vids filled only with buzzwords. I mean, Carlson had long since moved on from MAGA to QAnon, and the great thing about servicing the Qs is you don't have to say anything. They'll find something, like which direction the grain in the wood paneling behind his head was going in that was his secret message to them, like life is a decoder ring. The question is, what kind of shelf life as a story does the firing of Tucker Carlson actually have? Politics and culture wars and the rest of that has always brought with them an incredible turnover in American media, in American society. Let me ask you a question. Who was Boke Carter? Boke Carter began as a rugby announcer on radio in Philadelphia in 1930. By 1936, he was the top-rated national political commentator in this country. Same in 1937 and 1938, and in 1939, CBS Radio fired him. He was dead by 1944. I mean, when I was at MSNBC in 1998, during the Clinton-Lewinsky story, I had the top-rated cable news show that was not on CNN. I beat everything on Fox. I was invited to the White House Correspondents' Dinner as the honored guest of the Washington Post. I sat at table two next to Bill Clinton's private secretary. I left MSNBC at year's end because I couldn't stand doing that stupid story anymore, and I did not return to political coverage until 2003, by which time I had to explain to most people in politics, in television, and at MSNBC that that was my second stint at MSNBC, which had literally ended barely more than four years previously. The turnover is unbelievable. Without constant reinforcement and with the usual 24-hour news cycles and the rages of Trump and the like and things like the Pence story, I think the Carlson story could easily drop from front of mind by next week. If there's a Smartmatic Fox trial, it could all resurface then. If they settle, Tucker Carlson may slide quickly into that category of every other irreplaceable person Fox replaced. Bill O'Reilly was that network. Tucker Carlson replaced him, and Bill O'Reilly cannot even get a full-time job now on News Nation. Megyn Kelly. Have you seen the Megyn Kelly videos on Twitter? Ah! Lou Dobbs. He went back into his, well, his bedroom with the sanctified ground underneath the lid. Chris Wallace, Catherine Cryer. Uh, it's another question. Who was Catherine Cryer? Catherine Cryer was a very nice lady and a good reporter, was the original Fox host at 8 p.m. Before Carlson, before O'Reilly. So on the chance that Tucker Carlson is gone by next week, and I mean gone culturally, 
I would like to emphasize the real story that's been kind of buried behind all the explosions and C words and Twitter videos, which is that Tucker Carlson is a scumbag. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to preface my remarks by letting Pastor Shane Vaughn of the First Church of the Gooey Death explain to you what's really been happening here. Tucker Carlson is gone because of spiritual warfare. I want you to listen closely to me. There is something much bigger than the elites. There's something much bigger than Charles Schwab, George Soros, or Rupert Murdoch. And we know how to fight against it because we know that Tucker Carlson was a victim of demonic power. I can't place that accent. Is Pastor Vaughn from Boston? Now, let me confess something to you. My last vacation day was Martin Luther King Day. Three times since then, I've done two podcasts in the same day. So as we review the Tucker Carlson story here, I'm going to bring you commentaries I have previously done. It's not quite a day off, but it's close enough. And if I don't take it off, I'm going to fall over. If you don't want to hear these things again, I get it. No harm, no foul. Turn it off right here. Back with all new stuff Monday. But now, anybody remember when Tucker Carlson tried to get all the trans people killed? And anybody doing drag shows killed? Anybody going to drag shows killed? And then somebody went into a nightclub and tried to actually do it for him? November 22nd of last year. Having spent weeks and months falsely defining countless LGBTQ issues as sex crimes against children, Tucker Carlson began his Fox News program last night with a pious, almost serious, borderline concerned mention of the mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs, Colorado, Saturday night and Sunday morning. And he said, quote, violence and cruelty should always horrify us. That is what Tucker Carlson said last night. On the night of September 19th, however, Tucker Carlson told his viewers to fight back against the LGBTQ community. He invoked together drag shows and transgendering and the castration of children. And he said, quote, no parent should put up with this for one second, no matter what the law says. Your duty, your moral duty is to defend your children, unquote no matter what the law says. This was only the starkest of his attempts to instigate violence against gays and transgenders and doctors and schools and teachers, the ones he claims are perpetrators of sex crimes, only the starkest of hundreds of such slanderous commentaries, because he is trying to attract an audience of conspiracy theorists whose bleak, distorted world leads them to believe Fox News and to believe in cabals of cannibals, and pedophiles, because if they watch his show, he makes more money. And Tucker Carlson has never spent a moment of his life being concerned about actual victims of child abuse or of any other kind of abuse or of any victims or indeed of anything or anyone except him and how much money he can make. Last night, Tucker Carlson identified the real victims of Colorado Springs, himself and his viewers. 
He said they were all under attack by those, quote, who have a deeply unhealthy fixation on the sexuality of children, which might better describe somebody like Tucker Carlson, who goes on national television and fixates at least once every week about the sexuality of children. Carlson dismissed the assertion that he contributed in any way, stochastically or otherwise, to the shootings in Colorado Springs and the other assaults on the LGBTQ community, and he said it was an excuse to defend that, quote, unhealthy fixation on the sexuality of children, which, every time Carlson says it, and he says it a lot, sounds more and more like a disturbing admission and suggests the authorities should be investigating Tucker Carlson. The premise, of course is that a television program like Carlson's, which Carlson and his employers, a company called News Corp, as dangerous to this country's survival as any terrorist organization, have defended in court by saying nobody should really believe that what Carlson is saying on that show is actually true. The premise of all of the Tucker Carlson's throughout history is that they can't be guilty of indoctrinating people to believe that every LGBTQ person or ally or doctor or teacher is a, quote, groomer. They can't be influencing people in that way as if by remote control to shoot up gay bars in Colorado because television can't have that kind of influence on people. This is while they are telling you that drag queens and teachers and transgendered people, they They are the ones who are able to indoctrinate people remotely. Television can't. Tucker Carlson can't. A man dressed as Britney Spears can indoctrinate children into altering gender. But Tucker Carlson telling the people who watch his show perhaps a total of half a billion times a year that dressing up as Britney Spears is a sex crime, he can't indoctrinate anybody. Television can't make people do things. And that's why Tucker Carlson's ravings are interrupted by commercials from Golden Corral and Bass Pro Shops and the Telecaster of the Soccer World Cup because television can't make people do things. Maybe Tucker Carlson believes that. Maybe that is why he doubled down on his self-martyring victimhood and his attack on the LGBTQ community while they are still cleaning up the carnage at Club Q, and somebody, somebody out there is planning to respond to this intentional hysteria in this nation by attacking the next gay or transvestite or transgendered person he sees, and where is that next person easiest to find if not at a public club or parade or other event? I worked with Tucker Carlson. To my knowledge, he believes in nothing. He has no principles, no scruples, no beliefs, no red line, no morals, except his desire for money and revenge. He was the mainstream Republican willing to share the stage with liberals on Crossfire on CNN and got fired. So then he became the reasonable face of deliberate conservatism on MSNBC and got fired. So then he was the intellectual far-right contributor on Fox News and got nowhere. So then he turned into a polished version of a QAnon chat room selling Trump and replacement theory and transphobia, insisting to his audience that no parent should put up with this for one second, no matter what the law says. And he got his own nightly show at 8 p.m. every night and the top ratings in cable news. No parent should put up with this for one second, no matter what the law says. That is not his creed. That is his brand. 
He is worse than the creature who shot up the club in Colorado because Tucker Carlson may or may not believe a single word he says. He only believes in those words' ability to make him money. He is a whore. God damn him to hell. And would that it were just Tucker Carlson, but it's not. Whenever there is a mass shooting and one of us says, but guns, the far right always responds, oh, it's too soon, or how dare you politicize death and grief, so thoughts and prayers. But if you will notice, after a shooting with a clearly defined hate basis, like in Colorado Springs, those on the right don't even slow down or say it's too soon to come back and spew more stochastic terrorism into the Swiss cheese minds of their viewers and supporters. Sometimes, though, they change it up a little bit. In the aftermath of the shooting, an interview appeared at the news site Semaphore with Mike Pompeo, former defense secretary, former secretary of state under Trump. Hard to believe, but it really happened. They asked Pompeo to identify the central issues that any Republican presidential candidate should run on in 2024. He's trying to be that candidate. And he answered, quote, making sure we don't teach our kids crap in schools, which we are at the center of doing. Pompeo did not specify the crap on the right. Generally, the crap includes anything positive about minorities, especially LGBTQ or anything negative about white Americans. Quoting Pompeo again, I get asked, who's the most dangerous person in the world? Is it Chairman Kim Jong-un? Is it Xi Jinping? The most dangerous person in the world is... Randy Weingarten. It's not a close call. If you ask who's the most likely to take this republic down, it would be the teachers' unions and the filth they're teaching our kids. End quote. Firstly, that is as dumb a thing as any human being over the age of six could say to almost anybody. It is literally by itself disqualifying for public office, and yet this baboon Pompeo is also the clown who once yelled at a reporter, do you think Americans care about Ukraine? He also insisted there would be a smooth transition in November 2020 to a second Trump term, and he's running for president. But more importantly, it's just the same thing Tucker Carlson said, is saying, will say, with the gun sight, the stochastic gun sight, moved over slightly to one direction. Back to invoking words like kids and filth and danger and teaching putting a target now on the head of the American Federation of Teachers Chief and of every teacher in this country, men and women who have for generations in this country, for centuries in this country, been underpaid. Even the ones in the religious indoctrination schools are underpaid. Teachers who for the last two years have had to try to do their jobs for no money in the middle of a pandemic with the lives of kids literally in their hands because of school shooters and disease or the futures of kids still their responsibilities, though they are miles away and interconnected only by computer screens. The filth they're teaching our kids. Mike Pompeo, you are a braver man than I am. If I had said that about teachers, I would have disappeared from this country 
before morning. Because the teachers now are the next targets. That means when something happens, Mike Pompeo can dismiss the idea that his words could possibly have contributed to it. Of course not. I couldn't indoctrinate the stupid people of this country. And he will say that while somebody is working on his next Mike Pompeo campaign ad to run on television, even though Tucker Carlson has reassured us that words on television cannot possibly actually influence anybody to do something they wouldn't otherwise do as Tucker Carlson throws to a commercial for Tommy Copper. November 22nd, within two months, Carlson had switched conspiracy theories and pulled his light out from under a bushel, his gas light. By February 21st, he was in cahoots with Kevin McCarthy, and I was in cahoots with those who didn't want Carlson fired. They wanted Fox News deplatformed. It is time for us as a country to address the danger Fox News represents, to act swiftly and decisively against Fox News, to deplatform it, and to, in fact, destroy it. Yesterday, after several hints and even more leaks over a couple of days, Fox News confirmed that the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, has given Tucker Carlson 41,000 hours of January 6th Capitol surveillance and security video. And McCarthy has given it to Carlson exclusively. And McCarthy has done so without consultation with House colleagues, or without hearings, without any authority other than his own belief that since the January 6th committee was run by the House of Representatives, all footage that that committee obtained and did not release is his to do with as he pleases. And how he pleases is to turn this video, which will give the plotters of the next attempted coup and the next attempt to hang a vice president and the next attempt to overthrow the government of the United States, an exact roadmap to the location of every security camera and every emergency facility and every emergency door and room in the entirety of the U.S. Capitol complex. And Kevin McCarthy might as well have handed it to the Russian ambassador to the United States. Tucker Carlson is probably not an actual Russian asset. He is probably doing their work as a hobby. But he might as well be one. He is not loyal to this country, nor to any aspect of how it is governed. He does not approve of how its leaders are elected. He has no interest in making sure that money and power cannot crush the weak at every turn. There is to Tucker Carlson no concept of truth, nor of law, nor of decency. There is one touchstone only. How much can Tucker Carlson get away with? Tucker Carlson is loyal to only one thing. Tucker Carlson. He is dedicated to only one thing, the vendetta he has had against liberals in particular, but honestly against America in general, since he was fired first by CNN, then by PBS, then by MSNBC, and then 
when he was first marginalized by Fox News before it finally gave him the power he demanded from it in 2016. Handing him video footage of the coup attempt so he can give away all the security secrets of the Capitol and so he can use his immense propaganda platform to try to rewrite the history of the insurrection he and the other vermin of Fox News successfully helped to foment is like handing him a series of pipe bombs. It will never occur to Tucker Carlson, not for a second, to try to dispose of them safely and properly. He will only think about who he can metaphorically kill with them. Metaphorically for him, less metaphorically for others, others who will see the video, which a federal court ruled two years ago should largely be held back or at least distributed only after a careful review to make sure that each frame of it does not jeopardize still more law enforcement officers or congressmen or senators or staffers or, you know, vice presidents. Instead, it will be in the hands of Tucker Carlson to decide what does and does not become public. Because Tucker Carlson believes, in a very real sense, that he is supposed to be running this country. Maybe not running it in the way you or I understand the term. Maybe not even in the way that Trump understands it after an election, which you have to win. Or falsely, loudly claim you did win. Tucker Carlson does not believe in such obstructions to and formalities about what really matters in this country, which is what Tucker Carlson wants. Last week's revelations from the Dominion defamation lawsuit were numerous enough to have a new Netflix series based on them. Hell, 12 new series. Hell, 100 new series. Hell, never mind new Netflix series. There were enough to create a new Netflix with nothing but dramas based on the texts and the emails Carlson and Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity and Rupert Murdoch and the others sent each other. But the most relevant of all of that correspondence remains Carlson's reaction after a Fox reporter tweeted that there was no evidence of voting machines altering or deleting Republican votes. Quote, please get her fired. Carlson texted to Sean Hannity, seriously, what the blank? I'm actually shocked. It needs to stop immediately. It's measurably hurting the company. The stock price is down. That's it. In just 26 words, that's all Tucker Carlson knows, understands, or values in this world. And the Speaker of the House of Representatives has handed this creature 41,000 hours of January 6th surveillance video to do with as he pleases. And guess what? The Department of Justice should take Fox and Carlson and the Speaker of the House to court and attempt to get a temporary restraining order to prevent the revelation of one frame of that video and then a permanent restraining order. The attorney general should launch an inquiry into which laws Speaker McCarthy has broken in his unilateral action about the video release. And the Democrats and the liberals and the media pressure groups and the boycotters and more importantly, you and I, we should all make every noise we can to get direct tv to stop carrying fox news and to get verizon to stop carrying fox news and comcast and dish and cox and every satellite provider and every cable provider and every internet provider 
I believe the word is deplatform. I mean, right now, the forces of fascism in this country and the propaganda outlets they control have already succeeded in creating a completely fictitious narrative in which the Newsmax channel, which is like Fox News, but for those addicts who do not mind their cocaine mixed with rat poison, in this narrative, Newsmax has been deplatformed and canceled and silenced by DirecTV, when in fact this is entirely a question of Newsmax raising its price for DirecTV's use from $0 per year to $13 million per year, and DirecTV saying, what the F? The Democrats and the liberals and the media pressure groups and the boycotters, and most importantly, you and I, we have already been convicted of this crime. Let's get a little something for our money. Let's move to silence an outrageous, un-American fifth column eating away at this nation's freedoms and its very viability to say nothing of what it has done to poor, stupid Marjorie Taylor Greene and millions like her who literally do not know where they are at this moment. What is the right wing going to do in response? Say, oh, you didn't really try to deplatform Newsmax, but now, now you're really trying to deplatform Fox. The right is as ever crying. Let us give them something to cry about. Since 1998, literally months after I went from just sports into covering or also covering news and politics, I have been noting and commenting and shouting and yelling and screaming that Fox News was not only not news and should not be called news, but that it represented an ever-growing threat to the continuation of representative government in this country. In 2007, I said in an interview that Al-Qaeda really hurt us, but not as much as Rupert Murdoch has hurt us. Fox News is worse than Al-Qaeda, worse for our society. It's as dangerous as the Ku Klux Klan ever was. Serious journalists, the kind that talk loudly in restaurants, dismissed my criticisms of 1998 and 2007 and 2016 and today as just ploys for ratings. I was just punching up at Bill O'Reilly, thus my hyperbole. Actually, no, I, I wasn't. It was obvious then to me, and I thought to everybody else, that Fox News was being used by the right wing in this country the way the Nazis used radio in Germany in the early 1930s to change reality, to change it from stuff that really happened out there to a narrative that left the population in a constant state of fear of outsiders and in a constant state of rage and umbrage against democracy, against liberals, and against minorities. It was worse than al-Qaeda. It is worse than al-Qaeda. Osama bin Laden killed thousands of us. Rupert Murdoch has, in essence, killed the minds of millions of us. In 2009, O'Reilly and Murdoch and Fox decided that I had to be silenced, deplatformed, if you will. So they attacked not me, but my boss and my boss's boss, and ultimately the chairman of the multinational that owned all of us, the head of GE, Jeffrey Immelt. I have told this story before, and I will tell it again in all its grisly detail at the end of this podcast. In short, though, O'Reilly accused GE of building parts for roadside bombs used to kill American servicemen in Iraq. 
He then had a camera crew run by Jesse Waters chase Immelt around. He mentioned Immelt by name on his show. Immelt's mother was an O'Reilly viewer, and she called her son and yelled at him. Jeff Immelt naturally kept a calm head, befitting the man responsible for the fifth, sixth, or seventh largest corporation in the world, or whatever it was ranked then, and he immediately threatened the president of NBC that if his name was mentioned again on Fox News, he would immediately take MSNBC off the air and fire everybody connected with it because these are businessmen and business is first, last, and everything in between unless mommy calls. The next thing I knew, Roger Ailes was inside 30 Rock negotiating with Jeff Zucker over how MSNBC should cover Fox and how Fox should cover MSNBC and Immelt and GE. And even when an NBC executive boasted about this to the New York Times, most of the American media did not notice that two out of the three cable news outlets were colluding over how and how not to cover the news. Most that did notice it simply wrote it off to me trying to get ratings and dismissed what I did as the liberal version of O'Reilly. I would hope that after this Kevin McCarthy-Tucker-Carlson pact about the January 6th video, and why am I reminded of the Hitler-Stalin pact when I say the McCarthy-Carlson pact, coming so fresh on the heels of the Fox texts in the Dominion case that somebody... Somebody with a large platform, somebody at CBS or ABC or NBC or the New York Times or the Washington Post, somebody would recognize what Fox News is right now and start a, I don't know, 453-part series on what they are right now, even if they would like to pretend that Fox News just became that last Tuesday. So be it. Because whether it was or it was not in 2013 or 2003 or at its launch, Fox News is now a clear and present danger to the safety and security of the United States of America. It is, whether because of money or blackmail or most likely just sheer fascistic empathy and sheer spite, it is a propaganda arm, both of the anti-democratic conspiracies alive in this country and of the government of Russia. And the clarity of how it and its faces like Carlson and Hannity and Ingram acted in mercenary, financially driven defense of election denial and thus the violence and the coup attempts that followed and will follow again. The clarity of what Fox was behind the scenes between November 2020 and January 2021 and what it is today with Tucker Carlson ready to issue a video gaslighting on behalf of Trump and sedition and also to issue an illustrated guide on how to get past all those annoying Capitol Hill security cameras next time, Fox News has rendered our response as a nation to the peril of Fox News essential and urgent. We have no choice. We must destroy Fox News. And if there is some means to do so, prosecute it. It is essential and urgent. It is one thing to be the salesman of madness and conspiracy and rage and paranoia. It is quite another, and somehow I think it's far worse, far more damaging, far more insidious 
to be the salesman of madness and conspiracy and rage and paranoia without believing any of it. The real invested, insane, inconsolable election deniers and hate mongers are somehow slightly less despicable and certainly less threatening because they are zealots. And thus, zealots have left half of their plans for world domination undone because they believe not only that God will do that part for them, but that God loves only them and nothing bad could happen to them. Fox News is far more dangerous because in becoming completely devoid of true belief in anything but its ability to sell moronity to morons at great profit, Fox News has absolved itself of any responsibility for it. These people do not question their own ethics. They haven't seen ethics in themselves, their colleagues, their guests, their employers in 25 years. There isn't even moral relativism because morality, even a mistaken belief that they have morality and the rest of us don't, morality is no longer part of the equation at Fox News. In the past, they used to sell this country out because they believed in fascism. Now Carlson and Ingram and Hannity and all the others are selling this country out because they believe in money. And we have handed them all the video from January 6th and a license to lie about everything without consequences, about this in particular without consequences. And we might as well have given them guns and nukes and the security code to every home in this country. Hell, Kevin McCarthy just gave them the security code to every panic room in the Capitol. And our inaction, our disbelief that there could be anything so cynical as this is how this country has been previously blighted by big tobacco and by big pharma and with a historical nod to Marjorie Taylor Greene by big slavery. We know it can kill you. It's not our fault that you believe us. It's yours. We had big tobacco and big pharma. Fox? Fox is just big bullshit. Turned out the January 6th video was less than met the eye, but it was still a breach of congressional and senatorial security, and it might have been, could easily have been prosecuted as, might still easily be prosecuted as, conspiracy to commit rebellion or insurrection. As I said on March 13th, arrest Tucker Carlson. That's next. This is Countdown. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true with new available tech. This legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals 
when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. The Q shaman Jacob Chansley? No. Arrest Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is lying about the January 6th video and a new government document sworn under oath and under penalty of perjury and submitted yesterday to a district court in Washington confirms that Tucker Carlson could be prosecuted as part of a conspiracy to obstruct justice or even prosecuted on much more serious and ominous charges under 18 U.S.C. 2383 rebellion or insurrection. All that footage that Carlson said had been, quote, withheld from the Q shaman Chansley, all that footage that Carlson said showed Chansley being escorted by Capitol Police, all that footage that Carlson said proved a government conspiracy to frame Chansley, all that footage that Carlson said proved January 6th was just sightseers framed by Pelosi and Cheney and Biden and the media, all that footage that Kevin McCarthy sold his soul over, all that footage that Elon Musk was dumb enough to fall for and promulgate, all that footage that every Trump apologist and every pro-seditionist congressman is pushing like his life depended on it because maybe it is, all that footage at the center of the international communist, liberal, democratic, woke, CRT, LGBTQ, George Soros conspiracy that Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson alone valiantly outed and will avenge all that footage. Jacob Chansley's lawyer was given all but 10 seconds of that footage on or before September 24th, 2021, 535 days ago. And Chansley's lawyer was given the remaining missing 10 seconds 49 days ago. Tucker Carlson is lying. Kevin McCarthy is lying. 
Jacob Chansley's first lawyer is lying. Jacob Chansley's second lawyer is lying. Fox, quote, news, unquote, is lying. One of the members of the terrorist group, the Proud Boys, himself on trial for January 6th, Dominic Pizzola moved to dismiss his case or have a mistrial called, quote, due to recent revelations on the Tucker Carlson show, unquote. There are no revelations. There is no new footage. There was no truth to a single word out of Tucker Carlson's fascist, racist, anti-democracy whore mouth. Yesterday afternoon, the government responded to the Pozzola motion to dismiss by issuing memorandum number 689 and giving it to the court. Memorandum 689 in United States of America versus Ethan Nordian et al. And while the memorandum is ostensibly about that case and this gang member Pozzola, it is in fact directed at the lies of the lawyers of the Q shaman, and more importantly, it absolutely lowers the boom on Tucker Carlson and Fox quote news unquote, and this entire enraging, embarrassing, illegal scam that Carlson and Kevin McCarthy are running. And it is thus now utterly essential to the future of this nation for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to convene a Senate investigation of Carlson and Fox and whatever is behind Rupert Murdoch's effort to destabilize the elected government of the United States and imperil our country. Let me read from document 689, case 121, CR 00175, TJK, quote, The CCTV footage is core evidence in nearly every January 6th case, and it was produced en masse, labeled by camera number and by time, to all defense counsel in all cases. With the exception of one CCTV camera, where said footage totaled approximately 10 seconds and implicated an evacuation route, all of the footage played on television was disclosed to Defendant Pozzola and Defendant Chansley by September 24, 2021. The final 10 seconds of footage was produced in global discovery to all defense counsel on January 23, 2023, end quote. Knowing already what he did and what he did not do on January 6th, Jacob Chansley and his attorney at the time, Albert Watkins, agreed to a plea deal on September 3rd, 2021. One charge of felony obstruction of a proceeding of Congress, and Chansley signed a seven-page document giving a minute-by-minute -minute timeline of his crime, and not once in it did he claim he had been escorted but in the document, he confessed to repeatedly refusing to do what those officers shown on that video told him to do, which was leave. His attorney Watkins got any video from the insurrection he had not already been given, except the 10 seconds that showed a secret escape route by September 24th, 2021. Chansley was sentenced on November 17th. 2021, meaning his attorney had at least 54 days to review the video that the liar Tucker Carlson showed last week and claimed was new. If any of it actually did anything like the liar Tucker Carlson claimed, 
the attorney would have showed it to the judge at sentencing, and he and Chansley could have backed out of the plea deal, or the judge would have thrown out the plea deal. But it didn't show anything, because Tucker Carlson is lying. He is obstructing justice. And when the attorney Watkins told the liar Tucker Carlson that he had never seen the video before, if Watkins himself was not lying, it means Watkins was too lazy or too incompetent or both to review the video he had had access to 535 days ago. The Q. Shaman Chansley officially changed attorneys on November 29th, 2021, meaning his new lawyer, John Pierce, has had 470 days to look at that video that the liar Tucker Carlson lied had been withheld from the lawyers and from the nation. And when the attorney Pierce told the liar Tucker Carlson that he'd never seen that video before, if Pierce wasn't lying, it meant Pierce was too lazy or too incompetent or both to review the video he had access to 470 days ago and every day since. But wait, what about that last 10 seconds that the government didn't turn over until just under two months ago? What about that? Well, from the same memo in this Pozzola case filed yesterday, quote, the final 10 seconds of footage, similarly as with other CCTV, depicts Defendant Chansley outside of the Senate chamber with law enforcement after his initial breach of the chamber, unquote. And remember, anything the government puts into the record in its prosecution of anybody must be utterly verifiable to the letter. If there is not a signed receipt from every attorney, including Chansley's apparently useless mouthpiece Albert Watkins, the one who said Chansley and the others were from, quote, the short bus, if there isn't an impeccable sworn under oath record of everything the government asserts in something like this memorandum 689, not only does the prosecution go out the window, but the prosecutors can go to jail. This isn't the Tucker Carlson liar show. You can't just lie and get away with it like you're Tucker Carlson. If Fox, quote, news were held to the same standard, to one-tenth of the same standard as federal prosecutors, Tucker Carlson would not only be in jail right now, he would have already lost his appeal to get out on bail. But wait, there's more. Later, in Government Memorandum 689, quote, the televised footage shows Chansley's movements only from approximately 2.56 p.m., to 3 p.m. Prior to that time, Chansley had, amongst other acts, breached a police line at 2.09 p.m. with the mob, entered the Capitol less than one minute behind Dominic Pizzola during the initial breach of the building, and faced off with members of the U.S. Capitol Police for more than 30 minutes in front of the Senate chamber doors, while elected officials, including the Vice President of the United States, were fleeing from the chamber. Chansley then entered the Senate gallery, where he proceeded to scream obscenities while other rioters rifled through the desks of U.S. senators on the floor below. All these actions were captured by Senate floor and or CCTV cameras. In sum, Chansley was not some passive, chaperoned observer of events for the roughly hour that he was unlawfully inside the Capitol. He was part of the initial breach of the building. 
He confronted law enforcement for roughly 30 minutes just outside the Senate chamber. He gained access to and later left the Senate floor only after law enforcement was able to arrive en masse to remove him. It is at this point that the authors of Memorandum 689 nail the liar Tucker Carlson to the metaphorical wall. Quote, it is true that a sole officer who was trying to de-escalate the situation was with Chansley as he made his way to the Senate floor after initially breaching the chamber as the televised footage reflects. But the televised footage fails to show that Chansley subsequently refused to be escorted out by this lone officer and instead left the Capitol only after additional officers arrived and forcibly escorted him out. Free Jacob Chansley. Arrest Tucker Carlson. What the liar Tucker Carlson and the liar Maria Bartiromo, as recently as yesterday, still pushing Fox's January 6th video lie, still trying to spit out the words, watching them walk and being escorted by police, what they are doing is obstructing justice. And for that matter, so is what Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is doing. He, without any consultation, arbitrarily released all this video to the liar Tucker Carlson for the express purpose of producing the kind of gaslighting, obstructionist, false narrative that Carlson and his producers and his employers and Rupert Murdoch promptly and efficiently did produce. McCarthy handed Carlson access to materials with which to lie. Carlson then lied night after night. And yesterday, interviewed by the liar Bartiromo, Kevin McCarthy completed the self-fulfilling prophecy. Quote, What have we learned from these tapes that have been on Tucker Carlson tonight? Said Bartiromo, who is the liar who was promised support for a Senate run by Steve Bannon. In answering her, McCarthy, as evil but not nearly as interesting as his 1950s namesake, answered, quote, The first thing I found is that the January 6th committee was not honest with us. He then strung together his standard cliches about transparency and how many hours of tape there was and burning cities and everybody can make their own judgment and equal justice, equal justice, equal, equal justice. Arrest Kevin McCarthy for obstruction of justice. What, after all, has this all been about? This has been to try to whitewash and to gaslight, not just in the arena of public opinion, not just to fool the marks who watch Fox, but in the courts. This is to try to whitewash and gaslight an insurrection, a coup, a bloody attack on the Capitol during the official transfer of power. It is a conspiracy to turn the guilty perpetrators into victims and the victims into defendants, and that is called obstruction of justice. And you go to jail for that. And Kevin McCarthy and Tucker Carlson should go to jail for that. On Saturday, the former White House communications director under Trump, Stephanie Grisham, underscored what we've all known all along, that Fox, quote, news, unquote, served as the main propaganda outlet for Trump with specific hands-on direction by Trump. 
In an interview with CNN, Grisham emphasized that people like Sean Hannity and Janine Pirro and Laura Ingram and Fox quote news unquote CEO Suzanne Scott all called her office constantly. And if she did not get back to them fast enough, they would call Trump and whine about that. Quoting her, we did work hand in hand with them. And that came at the president's direction. If he didn't like something, we were to immediately, you know, call Fox and have them fix it or try to make a new story out of it, etc. Unquote. So the question must now be raised. Is this exact construction happening again? We heard Kevin McCarthy humiliate himself the night he was finally elected speaker, fulsomely thanking Trump. Is this whole conspiracy to obstruct justice originating with Trump? Did he tell McCarthy to give the January 6th video access to Tucker Carlson? We need not only the full resources of the Department of Justice directed towards these evil men and the people who enabled them like Rupert Murdoch. We need a Senate select committee and hearings into what is more than just Fox's typical lying to and manipulation of its moronic audience, but which is a conspiracy to obstruct justice in the prosecution of the January 6th insurrection. Free the Q shaman. Arrest Tucker Carlson, arrest Kevin McCarthy, and arrest the ringleader of this conspiracy to obstruct, Donald Trump. March 13th, and yeah, I know, I get a little loose with my arrest, fill in the blank, because by the next day it was pretty clear that video couldn't get Tucker Carlson arrested. From Countdown, the next day, March 14th. Today, in January 6th conspiracy land, it's quiet. It's too quiet. No, the DOJ has not arrested Tucker Carlson for obstruction of justice, nor is it likely to. But it is clear somebody in there is out to contradict him, humiliate him, and get him fired by Fox. And whatever the plan is, it may be working. Something certainly has worked. Tucker Carlson has completely punted on the January 6th story. Did not mention it once last night. No Q shaman, no conspiracy, no withheld, no fire Liz Cheney, no we demand immediate action. Like it never happened. Tucker Carlson offered no explanation as he ran away. As to why he ran away. The Department of Justice it offered lots of explanations. Sunday, it was the release of Memorandum 689 confirming that Carlson was lying on television, that the Q shaman had access to all the video Carlson showed and all the video Carlson did not show because it would have destroyed his lie while he was lying it. Yesterday, the release came of some of that video Carlson is hiding. Again, this release was in answer to Dominic Pozzola's motion to dismiss the January 6th charges against him, quote, due to recent revelations 
on the Tucker Carlson Show. This is the audio track from the body cam of one of dozens of officers summoned to the Senate chamber when Jacob Chansley was told to leave and he refused, and he and the other insurrectionists had to be boxed out by Capitol Police. And the voice you will hear is that of Tucker Carlson's mild-mannered, railroaded sightseer Chansley screaming as police adroitly force him and the other terrorists out of the Capitol without somehow shooting any of them. Another video, one of three the Department of Justice released yesterday, is less audibly gaudy, to use that word, but it is far more harrowing. This is from the exact moment Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the real victim here shaman, and the rest of the mob came within perhaps 30 feet of a senator being evacuated. We think it's Chuck Grassley. Nobody can be certain. And in the video, there is only one officer standing in an open vestibule blocking them from attacking that senator. The Department of Justice is going to prove that Jacob Chansley, the Q shaman, was as guilty as he said he was in the plea bargain he signed and the sentence he accepted 55 days after his lawyer received the last of all of the January 6th video. And while it is not doing as good a job as, say, Dominion Voting Systems is at destroying Fox, quote, news, unquote, and destroying Rupert Murdoch and destroying Sean Hannity and destroying Laura Ingram and destroying Suzanne Scott and destroying Tucker Carlson, the DOJ certainly is doing the best that it can, considering it's a government bureaucracy. So far, it has proved Tucker Carlson lied about Chansley lied about Chansley's access to exculpatory video that wasn't the least bit exculpatory, lied about January 6th in toto, and committed with Speaker McCarthy obstruction of justice, if not legally, then certainly ethically. And now with the release of these videos, the DOJ is clearly bolstering that latest question. Why is Tucker Carlson hiding the January 6th video that implicates Jacob Chansley and by extension implicates Tucker Carlson? and Speaker McCarthy. Carlson's silence on this subject last night underscores the bizarre reality that Fox is getting hammered on its January 6th video coverage by the right wing. It was calculated that the Newsmax channel has covered Fox's coverage at seven times the frequency Fox has. Newsmax has accused Fox of a cover-up. Twitter was full last night with confused Tucker Carlson viewers who do not understand they are Tucker's suckers in the manipulation game that is Fox, quote, news, unquote. They wrote with almost pitiable confusion to him asking where the rest of the video is. These are the people, after all, whom a former Tucker Carlson producer named Alex Pfeiffer compared dealing with to, quote, like negotiating with terrorists, but especially dumb ones, cousin effing types, unquote. 
absent a reliable source inside an organization that always fires reliable sources to say what has happened inside Fox is speculative at best. You and I would probably look at the new videos released by the Department of Justice and flinch and maybe hope, oh, never mentioning any of it ever again might make the DOJ also stop mentioning how dishonest we were ever again. Tucker Carlson could be showing self-restraint, I suppose, but that would be a first. This is a guy who, as late as 2010, opened a website using my name and personally took my name as his email address at that website. And when a not-too-bright columnist from the Philadelphia Daily News sent an email full of questions to me to that address, Carlson posed as me answered the questions in a way designed to get my boss to fire me and insult my boss, whom he did not like, and the Philadelphia guy printed the answers as if they had been from me. Tucker Carlson congratulated himself on the identity theft, never once stopping to think that to do so, he had to admit that he went to the trouble of setting up an entire website so he could pretend for just a few fleeting minutes that he was not merely Tucker Carlson but that he was me. I mean, I wouldn't even do that. Anyway, other factors could have caused Carlson to turn tail and run about January 6th, as clearly he has. The non-Fox reaction to his video gaslighting is the last thing Rupert Murdoch needs, with the Dominion lawsuit still in full flower. We do not know if there is a fourth tranche of Fox texts and emails and other self-owns being sorted right now by the best damn defamation attorneys in the world. But even if there isn't, there is an ongoing legal fight over the Fox redactions from the first three tranches. If Dominion gets a judge to order all of those transcripts released again without those black boxes, it'll be like having three Christmases in two weeks, and then, surprise, you give back all the gifts and Santa hands you upgrades on every single one of them. The answer may actually be legal action, but not directed against Carlson for obstruction of justice, damn it, nor Murdoch for defaming Dominion. But late last week, to little fanfare, the New York State Supreme Court refused to throw out the second defamation suit against Fox by a voting machine company. And believe it or not, the one by Dominion was considered the lesser of the two. It merely asked for a billion six in damages. Smartmatic SGO Group is suing for 2.7, and it is suing Fox and Maria Bartiromo by name and Lou Dobbs by name and Rudy Giuliani by name because not only did they accuse Smartmatic of altering votes in 2020, but Fox regularly said Smartmatic was a Venezuelan company in cahoots with various foreign governments when in fact Smartmatic was created in that far off exotic land, Boca Raton, Florida. As with any sudden dead stop like this, Carlson and Hannity and Ingram and who knows, maybe the Department of Justice may have seen it coming and buckled up, but lots of other people didn't. And there is windshield trinkle all over the country. 
there are still some people fully invested in the Carlson McCarthy video scam. And the next question needs to be, what, if anything, can be done about those outside of Fox who were or are still promulgating and spreading Tucker Carlson's attempt to interfere with the prosecution of insurrectionists and terrorists, those who informally or otherwise joined Tucker Carlson's obstruction of justice brigade? After four days of nonstop bleeding about this, virtually every Republican congressman who had picked up the Carlson videos and ran with them punted on it faster than he did. Kevin McCarthy said on Fox Sunday morning that the January 6th committee was not truthful. That was it. He has said nothing since. You may have seen that after a series of Elon Musk tweets reading free Jacob Chansley and insisting January 6th was just a guided tour, I retweeted him and asked readers to report one of those tweets as the denial of a violent act. Musk escalated by replying to me, have you considered a career in comedy? I escalated again by answering, have you ever considered a career in business? Saturday night came Musk's reply on Twitter. I do hope to succeed in business with a fingers crossed emoji, which was not only not about Jacob Chansley or January 6th in the slightest, but was definitely a de-escalation, was almost endearing and was kind of funny. And Musk hasn't tweeted a thing about January 6th since. Only Dr. Paul Gozar the Arizona congressman, vibrating with who knows what neurological disease, delirium tremens, too much meth, who knows? Only Dr. Paul Gozar is still carrying this banner. He got up in front of some kid's microphone and said he expects the House will make criminal referrals for the prosecution of Liz Cheney, other members of the January 6th committee, some members of the military, about the investigation. Dr. Gozar's gelatinous stance reminded me again of my friend George Carlin's greatest simple joke that mathematically somebody on this planet is the world's worst doctor. George would pause and then add, and somebody has an appointment to see him tomorrow morning. Dr. Gozar will see you soon. It could very well be that tonight at 8 o'clock, Tucker Carlson goes back to the January 6th tapes and has all three of Jacob Chansley's lawyers on, along with Jacob Zuma, Jacob deGrom, and the ghost of Jacob Marley. But barring that, I had two more flashbacks. Yeah, I have a lot of flashbacks. I've told you ad nauseum here about the day the chairman of General Electric threatened to shut down MSNBC if we mentioned Fox again, and Fox mentioned him again, so we simply didn't mention Fox again for weeks in hopes that nobody would notice, and largely nobody noticed, until I broke the truce. Sorry. And even more relevantly, this popped into my head. I happened to be at the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid at the height of the Cold War with the Soviet Union at perhaps the hour where it seemed the most like we were not winning the Cold War. The world's media had been housed rather well, I thought, in Lake Placid High School. My employers, United Press International, took over the chemistry lab, which was great because if you opened the window of our little sub office for the radio network, you were literally leaning over the Olympic skating oval on which Eric Haydn won his five gold medals in nine days. The Soviet news agency TASS 
had perhaps a better location in the media center still. TASS was next to the school lunchroom, the cafeteria, turned into the media dining room with some of the best food I have had in my life. If you were hungry, and we were all hungry because the food was that good, you necessarily had to walk right past the TASS Bureau, a beehive of dozens of journalists, I guess. Then the United States Olympic hockey team beat the Russians on Friday, February 22nd. When we all got back to the media center for the great dining room breakfast of Saturday, February 23rd, there was a crowd outside the now locked door of the now unlit TASS newsroom. Everybody was reading this sign, handmade and taped on the door by the handle. It read, Closed are we. Witnesses reported that the TASS team, every last one of them, and every Soviet athlete not competing in the last two days of the Olympics had been trundled away in the middle of the night back to Russia. Russia, where today they happen to love Tucker Carlson, and where today it may be the case that as far as any more January 6th gaslighting or January 6th dire threats or just January 6th Fox coverage, that may all be summed up by those same three words. Closed are we! We could go on like this forever, and in fact we might have. But then came Dominion and the texts of Carlson insulting Trump and insulting all the Fox reporters and all the executives and what we didn't know, what was behind the black lines of redaction was far, far worse and led to where we are today. The day Tucker Carlson stopped spouting conspiracy theories and became the victim of an actual conspiracy. VT Day. Victory over Tucker on April 25th. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Fourth, I was so happy, I sang about it. The tuckering. Next. Make no mistake, Tucker Carlson was just fired personally by Rupert Murdoch. The phrase breaking news has been overused beyond all recognition, but this defines it. Breaking news and news broken. Tucker Carlson has been fired by Fox and Rupert Murdoch, and the news site Semaphore says his executive producer Justin Wells has also been fired by Fox, and Don Lemon has been fired by CNN. And as to Carlson, hallelujah, hallelujah, free at last. And Carlson was fired for two reasons, one larger than the other. Because of what the Abby Grossberg misogyny and abuse lawsuit would reveal, and because of what the Dominion lawsuit proved Tucker Carlson had already said about Fox management, including Rupert Murdoch, who just personally fired Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was fired because he somehow found the line at an endemically sexist, abusive place like News Corp and still managed somehow to cross that line. There are tipping points for crap like this, even at Fox. Ask Bill O'Reilly, ask Roger Ailes, and I think ask Tucker Carlson. And he trashed his bosses in black and white. He may have trashed Murdoch. He certainly trashed Murdoch's most devoted aides. And you do not cross Rupert Murdoch within News Corp and long survive. And you can be certain he was fired because the Murdoch statement does not say he was fired. It reads only, Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service. He agreed to part ways in exactly the manner CEO Jeff Schell agreed to depart NBC yesterday. They said, you're leaving. And the other guy said, okay. I mean, when Fox fired me from its sports department in 2001, it gave me a more fulsome farewell statement than Carlson just got. It even included quotes from me thanking my staff, and they gave me all the money they owed me, and there are clear indications Rupert does not intend to pay Tucker Carlson. The part about firing his executive producer also gives more juice to the explanation that this is mostly about that Abby Grossberg suit. And while on Twitter this morning, I joked about Carlson's firing and said that I did not see this coming. I kind of did. 
When the opening of the Dominion trial was postponed by a day last week, I guessed here that Dominion had even more eye-popping evidence against Fox, and that could very well have been about Carlson, and it could very well have been the result of the more recent Grossberg suit, and now we are over the target. To quote what I said on this podcast, somewhere there was something else in the pile of items produced in Discovery, something Dominion knew it had, or something Dominion did not know it had that Fox suddenly knew Dominion had. Something worse than Carlson saying he hated Trump. Something worse than all the executives threatening all the reporters who tried to tell the truth. Something that might have destroyed, if not Fox itself, then a significant chunk of its franchise in one fell swoop. Anyway, I still think there is still some fatal there. There. I'm actually not fond of quoting myself, but a week ago tomorrow, I kind of predicted which part of the Fox franchise a Dominion trial might have jeopardized. Quote, Hannity is hateful garbage and Ingram hasn't been all there since 9-11, but I can't imagine there's anything by them or about them that could sink Fox, quote, news or Murdoch or just their own shows. But Tucker Carlson, every night that eight o'clock comes around and we do not hear a voiceover announcer say, Tucker Carlson tonight won't be seen ever again because of the... You know, we now welcome back Bill O'Reilly. I'm surprised any of us who ever worked with Tucker Carlson believed he did not have skeletons in his closet. He had a whole house made of nothing but closets. End quote. Tucker Carlson tonight won't be seen ever again because of the, you know, Lost in the understandable focus on the parts of ex-Carlson producer Grossberg's lawsuit that implicated Fox in the Dominion scandal was the second part of her complaint that got Tucker Carlson fired today. That as a woman at Fox, she was subjected to, quote, vile sexist stereotypes, especially after she was moved from the Maria Bartiromo show to the Tucker Carlson show. In her suit, she says that the day she started on Carlson's show, her office was plastered with images of Nancy Pelosi, quote, in a plunging bathing suit revealing her cleavage. Grossberg also claimed that before Michigan's Republican candidate for governor, Tudor Dixon, appeared on their show in October last year, Carlson participated in a mock debate in his office with his staff over whether Dixon or the incumbent governor, Gretchen Whitmer, was, quote, hotter and more effable. This debate was moderated by Carlson's editorial producer, Andrew Carmichael, who made several sexist remarks about the two women's appearance and even polled the office on their views. The same offensive discussion resurfaced when Ms. Dixon joined the show again weeks later, end quote. In these discussions... No woman, whether she was a Republican politician or a female staffer at Fox News, was safe from suddenly becoming the target of sexist, demeaning comments such as being called a C-word. Fox has had to pay and pay and pay for what O'Reilly did, what Ailes did, to Gretchen Carlson, to Andrea Macris, to dozens of other women And you will recall Carlson's comments on a shock jock radio show from 2006 through 2011, full of misogyny and underaged sex jokes and tinged with racism and the not so funny frat boy humor that has defined his 53 years on this earth as the kind of immature predator you often read about in the newspapers under the heading, will he be tried as a child or as an adult? 
And let me quote also from something buried deep in a New York Times report after the settlement about how Dominion's attorney had planned to begin his opening statement a week ago tomorrow. Quote, a presentation of roughly 60 slides had been loaded into the courtroom's audiovisual system, some containing new damning revelations from the private communications inside Fox. New damning inside. More sexism? More misogyny? An assault? Who knows? Maybe that's why Rupert paid it off. Maybe that's why Rupert fired Tucker. And ultimately, Tucker Carlson's firing is actually about the Dominion suit, but not in the way one might first assume. The texts and emails in the Dominion suit discovery that we saw also revealed a world in which flatly Tucker Carlson believed he ran Fox News and everybody else, including management, including Murdoch, was there to do his bidding. There is a very powerful News Corp executive vice president named Irina Briganti. She has been there forever. She used to do PR for Fox News. She is as foul a human being as I have ever encountered in this business. And Dominion revealed an exchange between Carlson and Laura Ingram about the debunking of the Trump lies about the 2020 election, the debunkings they were so offended by. She is coordinating this. Ingram texted Carlson about Briganti. Carlson replied, quote, without question, Irina hates primetime. Trust me, that's not speculation, end quote. That tension between the executives and the quote unquote real news people on the one hand and the primetime opinion hosts on the other is constant and wearying and eternal in cable news, no matter the decade, no matter the venue, and it always ends the same way with the opinion hosts losing because they may make more money for management, but they also produce more headaches and they produce all the lawsuits and all the in-person complaints. Presumably, there was more evidence of Carlson slamming his bosses, maybe even Murdoch himself in print or just in conversation, to say nothing of the misogyny and the Grossberg issues. And remember this, management in television will always protect management. Then I've often told the story of when I worked at Fox and developed a sourced story that Rupert Murdoch was going to sell the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team, and nobody knew this. I did not know if I could report it. It was Fox's candy store. It was their right to tell me I could not report it on their network. So I called Murdoch's personal PR unit, and those guys said, yes, you can report it. We don't interfere if you think it's the real story, as long as you run our denial, and as long as you make it clear the story is not coming from inside the company or the corporation. And I did all that, and the denial and the disclaimer was twice as long as the story. And two weeks later, I was fired. And 10 years later, Rupert Murdoch confirmed he had fired me personally because he was so angry that I had revealed his secrets, even though I had followed his rules and asked before every step I took. And Tucker Carlson has not followed Rupert Murdoch's rules. I am not defending Murdoch. I am just here to explain him. In addition to that, a month ago yesterday, the attorney for Ray Epps, the man the right wing has universally smeared as some kind of FBI plant slash provocateur on January 6th, wrote to Carlson demanding a retraction. 
The lawyer asked for a retraction for his, quote, false and defamatory statements, insisted on a, quote, formal on-air apology for the lies spread about Mr. Epps by others and Carlson on Fox. Quote, the fanciful notions that Mr. Carlson advances on his show regarding Mr. Epps' involvement in the January 6th insurrection are demonstrably and already proven to be false. And yet Mr. Carlson persists with his assault on the truth. And if there are any other minor components to this necessary, it's noteworthy, too, that Carlson's January 6th video blockbuster charade with Kevin McCarthy blew up, but it blew up mostly in his own face. In addition to producing so little actual video of any interest to anybody whatsoever that he had to reuse most of it on two or three different shows, Carlson used some of it to smear this Epps. As late as last week, Carlson also made reference on air to how many people did not believe that the 2020 election was legitimate. Exactly the kind of playing with fire that got Fox sued by Dominion, Smartmatic, probably by Ray Epps, and definitely by Abby Grossberg. Last part, no. Tucker Carlson was not fired as part of the Dominion settlement. Dominion didn't even get a retraction, let alone an apology, or firings. What occurred in discovery for the Dominion lawsuit is a big part of this, but do not fall for that logical fallacy, B followed A, therefore A caused B. Whatever the ultimate nuances prove to be, Tucker Carlson has now completed an epic hat trick. Fired by CNN after Jon Stewart humiliated him during a 2004 episode of Crossfire. Fired by MSNBC in 2008 after his audience shrank to a number smaller than his staff. And fired by Fox in 2023 by Rupert Murdoch personally. I'll put my early money on the Grossberg suit and women and misogyny and the insults to Murdoch and his favorites. And then also that Fox eternal question, why are we paying this guy $30 million a year when we can get Pete Hegseth or Jesse Waters or Ducey Jr. to be just as stupid and just as racist for a tenth of that? But lastly, the big picture of today's shocking developments, Tucker Carlson is off our televisions, for now at least. Fox may find somebody worse. They always have. But for now, at least, for today, for this week, for this month, Fox has toppled one of the heroes of the fascist, racist right wing as surely as they pulled down the statue of Saddam Hussein in Iraq. It is useful to try to understand why this happened. And I hope I've helped to explain it. Rupert Murdoch fired him. Any other questions? Because really, this is a time to celebrate to dance, to sing, to exult in our schadenfreude. So, oh, Nancy. Freude, Freude, 
Nancy Faust. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 